each and every day. Every single one of us are on a treacherous journey, rediscovering what it means to live, what it means to laugh, to love, examining their life to find direction, hoping to find something. Because after all, an unexamined life is not worth living. Maybe there are no right answers. Right, right answers to maybe only questions. How do you think so vastly upon the outcome of our lives that we become everything that we wish to do? Think, be, do. This is. Come on, church. Let's go. Let's go. Good to see everybody. And if you're a guest with us, we invite you to stand. And we, uh, what we do is we make some declarations because here's what we believe. We believe that your life follows your mouth. A lot of people don't realize that. But the Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. And what we say matters. So I'm going to invite you to put your hand on your heart, not to say the Pledge of Allegiance, but to speak this from our heart. Shelly in Canada, Frank in California, Celeste in Guatemala, Aggie in South Africa. We've got people watching from all over the world. In fact, pull your hand off your heart and give me a big hand. Thank y'all for watching. <laughs> now let's go. Here we go. I declare that I'm created in the image of God. I am blessed to be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and take dominion. I declare that 2022 is my year of promise for me, my family, my finances, and my future. I declare, according to 2 Corinthians 1.20, that all the promises of God in Him are yes and in Him, amen. Give me a loud yes and amen. Yes and amen. Today, I open up my mind to receive the promises of God so I can think like God, be like God, and do life the way God intended for me to live. Let's lift up our holy hands. Say this with me. Come, Holy Spirit. Let's say that again. Come on. Come, Holy Spirit. Say that again. Come on. Come, Holy Spirit. How many of y'all want more of the Holy Spirit? Come on. Help me to elevate my thinking so I can elevate my life in Jesus' name. Come on. Get set. Let's grow. Let's grow. Let's grow. I want you to lift up your hands. Just lift up your hands. I prophesy over your life that today, this exact day. Somebody tell me the date. May 15th. Everything in this month of grace, the power of God to do things God's way is shifting and turning in your favor in the name of Jesus. I command the enemy to take his hands off of every marriage, to take his hands off every business, to take his hands off of every person's finances, to take his hands off of keeping people hurt and in pain. And in the name of Jesus, I speak freedom in this house, freedom in this place. And as we shift our mindset into a kingdom mindset, as we begin to think through the prism of a kingdom mindset, God, you are going to do things quicker in our life than you've ever been able to do it before. And everybody put a yes and amen on the top of that. Now listen very carefully. We're doing, we're doing kingdom business here, so stay patient with me for a second, okay? So for thine is the kingdom, everybody say it, and the power and the glory forever. 
So think kingdom mindset. Let's go to B. Be powerful. Can I just tell you something? God intends for you to be powerful. You're his son. You're his daughter. He wants you to be powerful. That's why as long as there's breath in me, I'm going to work out. This capsule is the temple of God. So I say, you know what? God's given me this. This is his temple. It's a dwelling place for God. It's my job to take care of it. So I'm going to work it. I'm going I'm to keep it fit as much as in my power to do it. Why? Because God has put me on the earth to be powerful. Powerful physically, powerful spiritually, powerful financially, powerful relationally. And it's not just me, it's you. God wants you to be powerful. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Pray this way. Why don't you pray it right now with me? For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. So what do I mean when I say be powerful? Why is it important that we develop a kingdom mindset? Because God has called us to be powerful. Powerful in a world that is living by ideologies, living by false narratives, living by false stories and messing up their life. Why do we need a kingdom mindset? Just take a look, you see it every day. Why do we need a kingdom mindset? What's happening in our world is exactly the opposite of what the Bible says. It's actually the opposite of what the kingdom of God is supposed to be about. So what's happening? People are figuring out by their own truth. They're living their own truth. They're deciding, here's what the truth is. Here's what my truth is. Here's how I'm living. Look at that. I've had 21 abortions and she's happy about it. That's when you are sick and as far from God as you can be from God. And yes, do we love all these people? Absolutely, yes. But that's why we've got to have a kingdom mindset. Come on, I'm just showing you what's happening in our world today. How confused, how, how utterly whacked out the world is and God still is looking for a remnant of people, his sons and daughters in the earth that will proclaim his truth for his glory. God wants us to be powerful in the world. You're his son, you're his daughter. It's not enough to be a believer. It's not enough to be a Christian. I grew up in church around Christians and believers, but they did not have a kingdom mindset, so therefore they had no efficacy. You say, what does that mean? They had no power to walk in a room and change the room. They had no power to walk in an industry and set the standard in the industry. Listen, I appreciate success. I appreciate what Steve Jobs has done, what, 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 Elon Musk has done and what Jeff Bezos has done and people in the world. But can I tell you, I'm announcing in the name of Jesus, this is a time for people who have a kingdom mindset to rise up and take dominion for the glory of God in politics, in business, in finance, in every arena of life. And God, let it start here. Let it start here. You have a destiny to be powerful. And that doesn't mean you don't have some real weaknesses. That we don't have weaknesses. God says, in your weakness, my strength is perfected. That doesn't mean we've got it all together. That means we're totally relying on God. So to be powerful, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he's done for you. 
Let them be a living and a holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. We don't worship God by singing our favorite worship songs. That, that's an act of worship. But we live worship by living to please God with our life. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world. But let God transform you. You have to let him. Did you hear what Rod said, who's now a pastor in our church? He wasn't a pastor then here. He was done with ministry, 30 years. But God brought him here to change his mindset so he could get into his full God-given potential. But you have to let God transform you into the new person. Watch this now. By changing the way that you think. This is the biggest thing. This is the biggest thing. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. So the Bible literally says, Jesus said in Matthew 3, verse 2, repent, change your inner self. That's your disposition. That's your mental focus. That's your attitude. Change your inner self, your old way of thinking. Regret past sins. Live your life in a way that proves repentance. Seek God's purpose for your life, for the kingdom of heaven is within your grasp. Now, I'm going to go real fast. Y'all ready? So I want you to get this, but at the same time, you can go back. You can go back to YouTube, you can go back. I'm gonna put some stuff up here. I want you to take pictures of it. I'll tell you when I think it's picture worthy, but I wanna show you something. Why do we need to have a kingdom mindset? Because your mindset determines your ideology. Your ideology is your set of beliefs and ideas and values which direct your goals. Politics are an ideology. People, people accuse me, and it's okay, of being political. Let me tell you when I'm political. When the freaking devil is using whatever party he wants to for his agenda. When you're murdering babies, I'm political. I say, when you're murdering babies, I'm political. When you're pushing different ideologies like socialism, in America, the last bastion of freedom in the freaking world, I'm political. So if you want to accuse me of being political, that's when I'm political. When you're, when you're saying a baby, now we don't just want to abort babies on the inside, but literally a baby is born and it can still be left to die, I'm political. I just want you to know. Whatever party is for that, I am against. That's what I want you to know. So I'm just telling you. So somebody say, you're political. I'll tell you, when I'm political is when it's an ideology, watch this, based on mindsets that are not based on the word of God. Your ideology determines your narrative. So watch this. Why is a kingdom mindset important? Because your mindset, whatever it is, determines your ideology. It determines what you believe. It determines your ideas. It determines your values. That, that determines the goals that you have in your life. Then your ideology determines your narrative. What's a narrative? A story that connects or explains a carefully selected set of supposedly true events and experiences or the like intended to support a particular viewpoint or thesis. So we live in a world that's full of ideologies, that's full of narratives, but watch this, then your narrative determines your story. Now let me pause just for a second and hopefully bring some revelation to you. Here's some facts about the stories that we tell. All stories you tell yourself 
have one thing in common, your perspective. Every story you tell someone is a story you've told yourself. Now listen, don't get mad at me, stay open. All emotional pain that is chronic in our lives, that's inside pain, is a result of not what actually happened to us, but the story we've told ourselves about what happened to us. The stories we tell ourselves are more powerful than what anyone else could ever tell us. Stories are powerful because stories happen in time, but become timeless as we tell them over and over to ourselves and to other people. If you continue in emotional chronic pain because of something that happened in your past, it is not because that thing did really happen, but it's because of the story you keep telling yourself about what happened. Many of the stories we tell are myths. They're myths because we blame other people for what happened based on our feelings that are not facts. We all have core stories from our past. A core story is a simple story we repeat to ourselves over and over, explaining why our life is the way our life is. If you have found yourself stuck emotionally, it is because you have limited yourself based on the stories that you keep telling yourself. So the bottom line is this. Every story we have has a limited perspective. If you were hurt as a child when you were 4, 10, or 14, and you continue to bring that hurtful story into your future, you're speaking about a hurt that happened in your past that has stopped your growth because you're still processing as a four-year-old, as a 10-year-old, as a 14-year-old, however old you were when you got hurt. You can get unstuck. Does anybody like to stay stuck? No. Listen, never again. Just say that to your spirit. I will never be stuck again. Come on, say that. You can get unstuck by changing the selfish perspective of your story and include their perspective and most importantly add God's perspective because he has an eternal perspective about your life. Change your story, change your life. Change your story, change your marriage. Change your story, change your business. Change your story, change the outcomes. Change your story and everything in your life will get better and better and better. And you won't go from glory to glory. You'll go from glory to glory. Come on, somebody put an amen on that. So I wrote this for myself and I hope it helps you. The stories we've been told by others, the stories that we tell ourselves about others, and the stories we tell others about ourselves and others are based on one of two things. A human perspective, which is our story, or a kingdom perspective, which is his story. So I wanna show you something. This is where you take some pictures. Here's the human perspective and here's his story. Here's our story and here's his story. A human perspective is our story. His story is God's perspective. Our story is a pain perspective. Here's what happened to me, here's why I'm hurt, here's what I can't get over, here's what I keep bringing up. Why? Because it's my pain perspective. God says, why don't you take your pain and make it a gift? How do you, how do you make pain a gift? 
you learn from it. You grow from it. You don't get stuck because of it. Our story is fear. Why are you afraid? What are you afraid of and why are you afraid of it? What story have you been telling yourself for years? Well, I'm just afraid if I do that, I'm afraid. That's, your, that's a story you're telling yourself that you can't. There's a lot of people say, well, I can't do this. I can't. Well, why? I, I just can't. Because they're, they're living in a fear story. God's story is a faith story. Our job is to believe. God's job is to do the impossible. Between our belief and God being able to do the impossible, I have to take action. Listen, you will stay stuck in what you've always been fearful about unless you do something totally opposite. It's I'm not going to live that way. I'm not going to be afraid of that. Our story is a race perspective. Listen, we've grown up in it, y'all. Man, not God, came up with the word race. Why? To categorize people. So our story is a race perspective. Like, like a lot of people say, well, I'm white. So you know, you're, you have a white perspective. Well, this shirt is white. I think you can see my hand. I don't walk around going, I'm white, y'all. I'm white. Because I'm not white. I'm more peach, I'm more some kind of color, but I'm not gonna hang out on somebody else's ideology, somebody else's narrative, somebody else's story about how here's white, how white people are and here's how black people are. Because we have a race perspective, watch this, God has a grace perspective. I have the power to do things God's way. We have a gender perspective. God has an image of God perspective. He made us male and female in his own image. But can I tell you what? You know what we've got in the world now? 72 different genders. That's what it is. Oh, you can Google it. You can find out and decide which one you are. Well, I'm just, you know, I'm kind of confused why I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of confused about what I'm. Now, now, from the highest levels of education, we think young little children should be able to choose their gender. Now listen, I'm not gonna, I probably shouldn't say this, but there's a lot of things I say I shouldn't say. But welcome to Elevate Life Church. Some of y'all appreciate that. But, but, but listen, the, the, the prophet David Chappelle, he got in so much trouble when he said, it is male and it is female. That's it. All this confusion, that's it. He said so many people are confused today. And then I won't tell you the whole thing, but he, he, goes, he goes on to say this. He said, what if I was at the BET Awards and they said, and he used some words, they said, and the entertainer of the year for the BET Awards is Eminem. What? This is the BET Awards. Anyway, his whole point was how ridiculous it is 
that people put people in boxes, black box, white box, and, and now, now you can't just be in a male-female box. Now, now it's 72 different genders. And, and, and like I said, I remember I was signing up for some Hulu something. I don't even know what it was. But, but they said, uh, male, female, or other. And I put gorilla. <laughs> Here we go. My gender, if I was going to pick something, I'm a real-life silverback in the earth for the glory of God. Let's go. Let's take dominion. <laughs> if you can pick your gender, why can't you pick your race? I just want to tell you I'm black. You like it or not, but from this day forward, hey, every black guy I ever dunked on thought I was black. And I'm telling you, I'd go right over them and dunk it. They go, why people aren't supposed to be able to do that? I go, well, okay. Our story, socioeconomic perspective. Some of y'all are stuck in this. You don't see your life changing. God says you're royalty. You're not what you make. Watch this now. You're what you create. Hurt perspective. This is our story. Well, I'm hurt. Let me ask you a question. Y'all listen to me just for a second. How long does it take you to get over something? Because if you want to know whether you're mature or immature, the more immature you are, the longer it takes to get over something. So why don't we just decide? Now, y'all don't start leaving. Some people are getting up now. Just kidding. I'm, I'm about through. Why don't you just decide, I'm going to be mature. I'm going to quit living hurt, and let's move on and have a great life. Come on. By the way, the things that hurt you the most have the power to help you the most. You know why? Because you can learn from them. All right. Family of origin perspective. Some people get stuck because of the family they were born into, their family of origin, family of choice. That's God's perspective. Welcome to Elevate Life Church. Welcome to your family of choice. Here's the next one. Put the next one up, guys, please. Hit that button. Thank you. Our story, fatherless perspective, God's story, Abba, Father perspective. If you were fatherless, you've never been fatherless if you know God. Bitter perspective, forgiven perspective, judgmental perspective, mercy perspective, unrighteous perspective, righteous perspective, poverty perspective, prosperity perspective, political perspective, my ideals, kingdom perspective, God's ideals, transactional perspective, transformational perspective. That's what we do a deep dive on with coaching and masterminds. It's like, it's okay to be transactional, but when you get to, to, to be transformational, you are walking out Everything that you believe and your value is who you are, not the services that you bring. And then conditional love is our perspective. God's perspective is unconditional love. Now watch this. I'm going to end by saying this. Your mindset is so important because your mindset determines your ideology. Your ideology determines your narrative. Your narrative determines the story you tell yourself. You tell others about yourself. The stories that you tell to yourself, most importantly, that ultimately determine, your stories that you tell, ultimately determines your identity. Why are there 72 different genders that are supposedly scientifically backed? Because of the stories people tell. Based on their narrative, based on their ideology, 
that's not based on a kingdom mindset. I just want you to see what's going on and see why it's important for you to think kingdom mindset, for you to be powerful, and then ultimately for you to do glory. I wrote this for myself, I hope it helps you. How you think, be, and do is your philosophy of life that will not only determine what you have in life, but will be the primary determinant factor of how your life is gonna turn out. How's your life gonna turn out? How's your marriage gonna turn out? How are your kids gonna turn out? How's your family gonna turn out? How's your business gonna turn out? If it's your own perspective, probably not very well, for real. There's so many extenuating circumstances. But when you have a kingdom mindset and you really do want God's will, you want God's perspective, you want God's ways, you want God's plans, you want God's purposes, you want God's desires to happen in and through your life, I promise you, your marriage will be great. Your family will be great. Doesn't mean you won't have struggles. Doesn't mean you won't have pain. Your finances will be great. Why? Because you're living with a kingdom mindset. You're becoming powerful and you're doing the glory of God in the earth. And I'll leave you with this thought process. And then I wanna give you an opportunity to give. When you do glory, there's three things that you do. You become a servant you become a steward and you become a sower. And when I'm talking to men, I said, this is what being a superman is. You're a superman for God when you are a servant. In other words, you, you serve wherever you work, way above your pay grade. You do more than you're asked to do. You serve. When you're a steward, when you understand everything that you, you have is owned by God, God owns it all, you're just a steward of it and you're stewarding not your business, but his business for his glory. And then, you become a sower. When those three things are happening in your life, you're doing the glory of God in the earth. And I can just tell you this, the Bible says, I'll put it on the screen, 1 Corinthians 4, here's what it says. Let us, in other words, when people consider us, when people look at us, let them consider us to be servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of the kingdom of God. And they're gonna put the scripture up just at any moment so you can see it. So put verse one up, please. So 1 Corinthians 4, verse one. Let a man, when people are considering us, let them see us, not as insurance salesmen, not as bankers, not as, well, this is the business I'm in, but when people look at us, let them consider us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. And then the next verse, verse two says, moreover, it is required in stewards that they be found faithful. Be faithful. Be consistent and then become a sower. You see, you're really not a sower until you're a servant and a steward. But you're doing the glory of God in the earth. And here's what the Bible says. And I'm gonna give you some of the best news you've heard all day. God does not give seed to you because you believe that he's God. God does not give seed to you because you call yourself a Christian. God does not give seed to you because you do more good than bad. God gives seed to the sower. Some of you are not getting seed from God. You're, you're working for your seed, but you're not getting the gold in the fish's mouth that you didn't have to catch the fish to get. God gives seed to the sower. So God wants to get you to a point in your life, watch this, that if you need gold, he'll provide it however he wants to provide it. 
when you've done all you can do, he'll provide it. God wants to get you to the point in your life where you're doing the glory of God in the earth. I'm serving. Find, listen, find a need and lead it by serving that need. That's why we value servant leadership here. There's people that have learned servant leadership here that are now leading multi-million dollar companies and they didn't, they didn't know how to build teams before they came here and were a part of a team. So by being a, a servant of Christ, a steward of the mysteries of God and then a sower in the kingdom. And what's beautiful, here's what I sent uh, my pastor friends this morning when I was praying for him. And I sent this, uh, this text. And here's what I said. Good slash God morning, and then the pastor's name. And I always say their name and I say the great. So we'll just, this, this is to D.D. Jakes today. I said, good God morning, Bishop T.D. the Great. I'm praying that God will pour blessings on you in astonishing ways. My heart is for you to be encouraged today. And then here was the scripture I sent him. And I'm saying this because sometimes God gives me this for pastors that lead some of the largest churches in America that I communicate with every Sunday morning. And I pray for them and encourage them. But, but sometimes it's for you and this is for you. God can pour on the blessings in astonishing ways so that you're ready for anything and everything more than just ready to do what needs to be done. As one psalmist puts it, he throws caution to the winds, giving to the needy in reckless abandon. His right living, right giving ways never run out, never wear out. This most generous God who gives seed to the farmer that becomes bread for your meals is more than extravagant with you. He gives you something you can then give away, which grows into full-formed lives, robust in God, wealthy in every way, so that you can be generous in every way, producing with us great praise and glory to Almighty God. Come on, that's the word of the living God. So here's what I'm going to speak over you. Come on, we're done. I'm going to speak this over you. God is bringing blessing in this month, the month of May, that are going to astonish you astonishing blessings. I've got a friend here, Dr. Chris. I'm not saying this to embarrass you. In the month of April, when I prophesied, open heavens, just as loud as you can. Don't worry about your wife. What happened to you that, was, that astonished you just in the month of April? One of his businesses, he grows 700,000 700, for that month. Watch this now. Dr. Chris, by the way, in April, was it in April you sowed the biggest seed that you'd ever sowed? So watch this. It just so happened that when he sowed the biggest seed he'd ever sown, he had the biggest month from one of his businesses that he'd had. Is anybody think a $700,000 month's a good month? Watch this. We're, we're in a room where this is happening. I said, we're in a room where this is happening. We're in a room where God is going to do exceedingly abundantly above all you could ask or think and astonishing blessings are coming your way. Come on, church. Believe that. Receive that. Come on. Think kingdom mindset. Be powerful. Do glory. You receive that today. Come on, we're done. You receive that today. Now here's what you're gonna do before y'all walk out. As you walk out, there's giving boxes on your way out.
Don't just get that word and walk out of here. So, put God first. Give an offering right in the middle of this month of grace. And say, God, here's what I'm believing for. And watch him open the windows of heaven over your life. This is the way we give around here. Let's go out giving today. It's the way we give. Many of you, how many of you have already given before you came? Let me see your hands. Give some more. Come on, y'all, let's go. I'm so proud of you. So proud of what God's doing in our family. Pastor Sheila, you're going to be in the guest lounge. It's right up through those doors to my right, to your left. I'm going to be up there. We want to meet you if you're a guest with us. Just come say hi. Pastor Sheila would love to hear your life story. I wouldn't, but uh, she, I just want to say hi to you, hug you. But if you want to tell a long story, she's great at listening. But Okay, so, all right. John Joy Church today. Come on, I opened it up, y'all. Come on. The Lord bless you and the Lord keep you and the Lord make his face to shine upon you. And may you know that if God is for you, who can be against you? If God Side, whom shall you fear? May you be like a tree that's planted by rivers of living water, that your leaf will not wither. And whatsoever you do, say it like you mean it, prophesy, it shall prosper. Let's go, church. Love y'all.